Hello and welcome to Tales of the Texas Rangers from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Read about your favorite NBC entertainers. Yes, in the November NBC Silver Jubilee issue of Radio TV Mirror Magazine, you can enjoy reading about such NBC stars as Fibber McGee and Molly, Bob Hope, and Groucho Marx. The National Broadcasting Company presents Joel McRae in Tales of the Texas Rangers. From Hollywood, another authentic reenactment of a case transcribed from the files of the Texas Rangers. Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Chase Pearson. Texas, more than 260,000 square miles. Up the most famous and oldest law enforcement body in North America. Now, from the files of the Texas Rangers come these stories based on facts. Only names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. Case for tonight, the White Elephant. It is January 16th, 1950. The time, 6.28 p.m. A freight train just outside of a West Texas town gains speed and rolls through the gathering dust. Inside a Gonzola car, a hobo crouches in corners. The brakeman comes through. All right, Paul, this is where you get up. Now, listen, pal, just let me get to the next town. I just, just I let... said this is where you get up. <laughs> but we're moving. Yeah, I... you get on where we was moving, you can get off. Now, come on around just the top of your head. Now, listen, don't, don't, don't do it. I tell get you, on your feet like this. Here, let, let go. No, Uh, it's only let me alone, Ralph. Just slug me, will you? Oh, you ain't getting me. I'm coming. Anybody else been around the car? Nope. Deputy kept his eyes on it. Car 
facing west, going west when it was stopped. Tire tracks on the shoulder tell that. Mm-hmm. Blood on the seat. Yep. 38 bullet on it. 38. Might be a police special. Banker got one. Banker, but... Yeah, but just asking. For now. You see, I... You see something? Look here, Sheriff. Huh? Set of tracks leading up to the car. Ordinary shoes, not boots. Heel marks are too broad for boots. Yeah, it looks like it. Look at this one. Sole print with a hole in it. Now look. The prints lead from that way, north, up to the car. A little scuffle, and the prints turn back north. Mm-hmm. In other words, Sheriff, somebody walked up to the car, stood there, then turned and went back north. Oh, and here's something else. Grease. Looks like grease. Smeared on the car door. Same side footprints are on. Grease might be from the car. Mm, it's too stiff and heavy for that. Yeah. What about it coming from a freight train, Jake? Why? Well, there's tracks about a mile north of here. Freight's used the side and the pull-on when passengers got to pass. Hmm. Maybe it all ties in, Sheriff. A shoe with a hole in it, grease, freight siding. Yeah, might be worth going after. Where do we start? Here at the car first. I'm going to check it over inch by inch. Meantime, you get hold of a freight schedule. I'll meet you at your office. <laughs> Schedule of freights went through yesterday. How many? Three of them. We can check those, all right. Of course, we might be sending the dogs up the wrong tree. Looks like a hobo to me. Yeah. Let me see the dead man's fingerprints. Sure, here you are. Oh, these match with some of the prints in the car, see? Closed delta. Yeah. Uh, how about those others you got? Pick these up on the door that had the grease on it. Smeared all over. A couple clear enough to use, only... Only what, Jace? You know, there wasn't a single print on the steering wheel. Seems like the dead man's prints ought to be on it. Gloves? I didn't find any gloves on him nor in the car. Yeah. You know, by the way, I got a call out if any hobo picked up or seen on those trains. Good. Now, I found these tucked under the sun visor in front of the driver's seat. Gasoline receipts made out to Carl Thompson. Oh, that'll save a lot of checking. We'll forward the dead man's prints anyway. That steering wheel bothers me. Excuse me, Jace. Sheriff Caldwell. Oh, yeah. Good. Hold him. We'll be there as soon as we can make it. Something else, Jace. Brakeman in one of those freights we've been checking has a story. Some hobo slugged him and jumped. Okay. Let's go. The brakeman took us to the approximate spot the hobo jumped off the freight. Sheriff Caldwell and I picked up the trail and followed it by horse. We hoped to apprehend the suspect before he could reach a town and lose himself and us. After six hours, we stopped. What's the matter, Jace? Tracks are different. Come here and take a look. Different? Yeah, look. Right print's a little deeper, favoring his left a little. Hurt himself, huh? Must have twisted his leg when he took the jump off the freight. Kept getting worse. Sat down here, smoked a cigarette. Here's the butt. He ain't going to make such a good time with a bum leg. We've been traveling at a steady trot. Uh huh. Okay. Let's get going. 
more and more often he stopped to rest, and the trail became fresher and fresher. Evidence in a deserted shack showed suspect had rested there for quite a while. We picked up the trail again. We're getting close, Sheriff. How do you know? Notice something just now. Take a look at these prints. Same as the ones we've been following. Not quite. Holding the right shoe. Not that. I'm talking about this anthill he crushed. Well, what about it? Quite a few of the prints had anthills in them. Crushed and rebuilt. So? Ants start working on a new hill when the old one's been tramped down. This one's so fresh, they haven't had time to rebuild. Hey, that's right. He can't be far off. We better leave the horses tied up here, Sheriff, and start moving on foot. In 
just a moment, we will continue with Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. It's the Silver Jubilee on NBC. This evening, be sure to hear Douglas Fairbanks in The Silent Men, based on the authentic adventures of your government security agents. Monday, Herbert Marshall assumes the mysterious identity of the man called X. Tuesday night here at Big Town with another hard-hitting adventure by Steve Wilson of the Illustrated Press. Yes, there's always pulse-quickening action on Big Town. Tonight, hear the silent men. Monday, it's the man we called We continue X. now with Tales of the Texas Rangers. And tonight's case, The White Elephant. An authentic story from the files of the Texas Rangers. <laughs> card stuff. You know this Carl Thompson? Yeah, see him ever, oh, four or five months. 
When did you see Thompson last? Well, the evening he bought that gas. Why, anything wrong, Ranger? Was Thompson alone that evening? I, yeah. I never remember him ever having anybody alone. What else do you remember about that evening? Oh, one of the worst sleet storms we ever had. Hit like oh, a... it'll be tough for him to drive then, huh? Oh, sure. Hey, um, he was asking about some place to stay. He never stayed in Bannon before? I don't know. Leastways, he didn't know much about the places. I told him to try the hotel. He said it was full up. He said the motels were jam-packed. The lousy weather. You know where he went? Well, said he was going to try and find a place along the highway. Why, anything wrong? Plenty. Here's for the gas. I might come back and ask you some more questions. Thanks. I began a check of every possible place Thompson might have stayed that night. But I drew one blank after another. Then I got a lead at a motel on the outskirts of Bannon. Sure, Ranger. I remember that night. Sleep was an inch thick. We was full up here, but I sent him to a place down the highway, the Star Motel. Been closed and up for sale for quite a spell, but I heard it was opened up again. I went to the Star Motel. It was closed tight. Every cabin was locked, the windows boarded. There wasn't a soul around. I was just about to leave when I noticed something. The electricity must have been on somewhere in the place because the little wheel under the dials of the meter was spinning. It was enough to send me back into town to ask a few more questions. Now, uh, let me see, Ranger. Storm Hotels. Uh, yes, sir, here's what we want right here. Uh-huh. Are these all the electricity bills? Yes, sir. Let me see. Up to three months ago, the bills were just for meter installation, minimum service charge. That's right, Ranger. But for the last three months, four seventy-five, three eighty-nine, five sixty. <laughs> kind of funny, isn't it? The place is closed, but for the last three months, the bills have averaged over four dollars a month. Didn't that seem peculiar to you? Well, Ranger, we, we just sure. Sure, I know. Now, can you give me the name of the person to whom these bills were sent? Get it for you right away. Why, yes, Ranger, Mr. Carlson's here. I believe he's on the phone right now, but if you come in... Thank you, ma'am. You Mrs. Carlson? Yes. I hope I'm not bothering you any, Miss Carlson. Not at all, Ranger. My husband's here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I see. Well, I think that could be arranged. Yes, yeah, sure. Tell you what, I'll come out a little later. I'll bring the client with me. Sure. Thanks for calling. Goodbye. Andy, this is Ranger Pearson. Oh, hello. Sorry to barge in like this, Mr. Carlson, but I got a few questions. Questions? Sure, what about? You own the Star Motel, don't you? Yes, I do. Star Motel? Oh, that white elephant. White elephant? <laughs> Yeah, I've been trying to get rid of it for two years. Why? Well, like Bessie said, it ain't been worth a hoot since the new highway went in two years ago. Only half the traffic that used to pass it. It hasn't been used for two years? Well, I guess I didn't mean exactly that. What did you mean? I tried to keep it going for a year after the highway went through, but couldn't rent enough rooms. It wasn't worth trying to save. You got the keys to it? Keys? Sure. Is something wrong, Ranger? Might be, ma'am. Can you take me through the motel, Mr. Carlson? Anytime. 
Right, Matsuchi? Couldn't be better. Let's go. Been out here for close on three or four weeks. Did you go through the cabins then? Oh, just take a look, see. Kids sometimes fool around. That's why I boarded up the windows. Want to take a look in the office? Yeah. Go ahead, Mr. Kelsey. Sure. Nothing in here, Ranger? Nope, there's not. Anything in particular you're looking for? Yeah. You have this floor washed lately? Oh, heck no. Ain't no use paying for something like that. It's been washed recently. Huh? But why? How do you know? Scrubbing wood with hot water always raises the grain. And hot water isn't as good as cold to wash out blood stains. Blood? Blood? Reach! Oh, yeah. well, what's the matter with you? Get away from the guns, Ranger. Oh, yeah. Sit down. Go on. Hark! Hark! Come on! What the devil is this? Who are you fellas? My guess is a couple of men I want for murder, Mr. Kelson. Murder? Just check the telephone wire. Everything okay? Yeah, push that guy. Me? Why, I never carry a gun. Well, we'll just make sure. Yeah, he's clean. All right, now strip the ranger's gun belt. Wait a minute. You got the drop on me. Maybe I'd have to be a fool to draw. But if you don't want me to be a fool, don't touch these guns. You try and take them off me and I'll go down using them. And I might get lucky. All right, Locke. Let him alone. He's too smart to start anything. Go get the panel truck out and start loading our stuff fast. Well, what about them? We can lock them in. Fix their car so they can't get out of here for a while after we leave. If they try to come out while we're still here, we'll blast whatever door or window they try to come through. Get that, Ranger? I get it. Okay. I'll be outside, Chuck. So your name's Chuck, huh? Good as any. What are you and that other fellow doing in my place? Go ahead, Chuck. Tell him. Some other time, friend. Now you two listen. Because I ain't going to say this twice. Try to bust out before you hear us drive off and you'll get it good. I stay put. They got us locked in. Yeah. Oh, don't go near that window. You heard what he said. Little crack in the boarding. I'm just taking a look. What are they doing? Come here and take a look for yourself. I should have watched the place more. I, I never knew anyone who was using it. Been used plenty. Look what they're taking out. Furs. All kinds of stuff. It's beginning to make sense. Closed down motel made a nice storage bin for stolen and smuggled goods till they could run it to the markets. Oh, they'll get away. You you said there was a murder. Take it easy, Mr. Carlson. We'll get them. Oh, they'll be across the border in a half an hour before we could even reach a phone. Maybe you better take a chance and get shot down in cold blood. No. But we'll get them all right. Know why, Mr. Kelson? Why? <laughs> because you helped. I pinned Kelson with a quick headlock and then got one arm up behind him and applied pressure so I could keep him still while I had a free hand. I reached into his jacket and found what I was looking for under his shoulder. Then I pushed him. Are you crazy? He almost broke my arm. Shut up, Kelson. Don't you think I saw this gun bulging under your coat? And they deliberately missed it when they frisked you? You played it real smart, almost. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. This gun and the electric bills. You paid them. Paid bills that were being run up in a place that was supposed to be shut down. 
Seemed kind of funny you never complained to the power company. So what? Well, you, so you got a phone call from your friends out there. They tipped you because they saw me nosing around here earlier, right? No. Okay. Okay, take a look out there. They're almost finished. In a couple of minutes, they'll be gone. In half an hour, they'll be over the border. How about you? You want to stick back here and face a murder charge? There's nothing you can prove. There's plenty we can prove, Calson. And you're holding the bag. You'll have a tough time explaining those electric bills and then missing your gun. I didn't kill that man. Did this Chuck do it? Yeah, yeah, that salesman come in. The show was going on. Chuck killed him, then drove him away. All right. Now listen real careful to me. I'm going to fire this gun of yours. Then you hammer on the door and holler for him. Get it? What do you want to Just do Just listen. When they come up, tell them you had to kill me. Tell them to open the door. Then Mr. Kelson step back and out of the way fast. They'll be gone in a minute. Make up your mind. All right. Go ahead. I'll do it. Any funny tricks and you get it first. Now. Ready? Open that door and holler. Chuck! Lock! Give me a fast! Open the door! Now, when it's open, step back. What's the matter? Carlson! Open the door! I had to kill him! He was making a break for it! Can you just knock him out? Reach! Open! Hey, what's the big idea? Why, you... Back for him later, Calson. Meantime, let's you and me get back to town. I got you a deal for this white elephant motel. You can trade it for a jail cell. Andrew Calson was convicted for his part in the murder. His sentence... Life imprisonment. And now, here again is the star of our show, Joel McRae. Almost a year ago, a faithful listener wrote to us and said she'd heard of an official Texas Ranger prayer and inquired if such a prayer actually existed. We assured her it did. And in response to her letter, we read the Texas Rangers' prayer over the air. Folks, I wish you could have seen the hundreds of letters we received after that broadcast. Since that first reading of the Texas Ranger prayer, there's hardly a week goes by that we haven't had a request to repeat it. And we're mighty pleased to read it for you again tonight, because we know now how many of you, like the men it was written for, realize the importance of a power outside ourselves to whom we may turn. The Texas Ranger Prayer by Captain Pierre Bernard Hill, chaplain of the Texas Rangers. O God, whose end is justice, whose strength is all our stay, be near and bless my mission as I go forth today. Let wisdom guide my actions. Let courage fill my heart. And help me, Lord, in every hour to do a ranger's part. Protect when danger threatens. Sustain when trails are rough. Help me to keep my standard high and smile at each rebuff. When night comes down upon me, I pray thee, Lord, be nigh. Whether on lonely scout or camped under the Texas sky. Keep me, O God, in light. When my days shall end, forgive my sins and take me in. For Jesus' sake, 
week, Joel McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Joel McRae is currently seen starring in the Universal International Technicolor production, Cattle Drive. The cast included Tony Barrett, Paul McVeigh, Lou Krugman, Jeff Corey, Byron Kane, Robert Bruce, and Janet Nolan. Technical advisor was Captain M.T. Lone Wolf Gonzalez of the Texas Rangers. This story was transcribed and adapted by Russell Hughes, and the program was produced and directed by Stacy Keach. Hal Gipney speaking. It's the Silver Jubilee on NBC. Today, the big show presents stage and screen stars James and Pamela Mason, Jimmy Durante, Dorothy Sarnoff, Jack Carson, The Ink Spots, and Tallulah Bankhead. Then there's Mirth and Music with Phil Harris and Alice Fay. Later, Theater Guild on the Air brings you Rosalind Russell and MacDonald Carey in Skylark. And for pictures of your favorite NBC stars, buy the current Silver Jubilee issue of Radio TV Mirror Magazine. Next, it's The Big Show on NBC.